Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The Hunter Biden story is a story. And I, and I bring this up to you not because I was planning on it, but because I or I happened to talk about it yesterday on TV, on, on News Nation. And then, well, weirdly enough, this story broke. And this was, I didn't even think uh, this was remotely possible of, of someone saying it. But of course it is. Maybe it's not I didn't think it was remotely possible. I can't believe somebody could have that much lying capability in them. I know, I know, I should say liar, yes, less. But, I mean, it's it's so crazy. It's so insane that we could hear somebody say Hunter Biden's laptop. That's not important. It was an event in Chicago, University of Chicago Institute of Politics. There's David Axelrod, and there is a woman by the name of Ann Applebaum. You may not know Ann Applebaum. Staff writer at The Atlantic. And she has got an interesting history. I'll get to that in a second. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. How the hell are you? Here, uh, I'm going to get, I'm not going to give you the question. The question was asked by a, a, a student about Hunter Biden's laptop and what we now know about it, what we've now seen is, is proven true, even though it was proven true a couple of years ago. And how does this affect things? And here is Ann Applebaum, this writer for The Atlantic. I mean, my, my problem with Hunter Biden's laptop is, I think, totally irrelevant. I mean, it's not whether it's disinformation or I mean, I don't think the Hunter Biden's um, business relationships have anything to do with who should be president of the United States. So I, I didn't find I don't find it to be interesting. I mean, that that would be my problem with the, that as a as a major news story. Uh, we're going to talk about more of this uh, tomorrow in our first uh, panel. So stand by. Um, and I, I think we have run out of time. And they quickly moved off this because they don't want to be talking about Hunter Biden's email, uh, emails and laptop know-how. But she she doesn't think that it matters. It's irrelevant. I mean, it's not whether it's disinformation. The whole thing, the whole conference is about disinformation. And there she is saying that a laptop that shows a lot of connections between Chinese nationals and between um, uh, how his father is involved, the brother of, of, of Joe Biden, James Biden, that's, that, is, that doesn't matter to you? That's irrelevant? It's not irrelevant. So we're clear. It's very relevant. Now, understand that there's a story that's come out about a, a, um, a, a, a letter of recommendation for uh, college. That Joe Biden wrote a kid a letter of recommendation. And people are like, why does that even matter? And I am going to share with you what I said on, on TV, but understand what happened. Hunter Biden has a partner in China creating this, this company. Uh, and, and this company is getting money from the three largest banks in China. They're getting about $3 billion to work with. And this guy has a kid uh, named Christopher. Christopher wants to get into a U.S. college. 
Could really use a letter of recommendation. Hunter Biden's like, got you covered. Hey, Dad, write the letter of recommendation. So Joe Biden, then Vice President of the United States, writes a letter of recommendation that he sends directly to the school. On behalf of a kid he never met because his son is business partners with the kid's father. That doesn't happen that much. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm saying it doesn't happen that much. Why do I say it that way? Because no matter what, in the small instances where it does happen, it is unquestionable that the father knows about the son's business dealings. But yet this administration is always telling us, they no, 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 no. Joe Biden doesn't have anything to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings. No, no, no. Joe Biden doesn't have any part of this whatsoever. That's simply not true. And thus, I spoke to Leland Vittert yesterday. And yes, I made a joke about uh, Joe Biden maybe not knowing certain things. And I don't feel bad about it at all. It was fine. It was fine. No one got up and slapped me, so it must have been fine. Of course, this story matters. But it's still unclear what, if anything, links now President Biden to wrongdoing. Tony Katz joins us now. If Republicans cannot link the distasteful, perhaps even criminal behavior of Hunter Biden to Joe Biden, is it really fair to pick on a kid who has a cocaine problem? Oh, dear Lord, this isn't a kid. I won't, I won't even entertain that. But I got to take it a step back. This is much more of, uh, important of a conversation than anything Adam Schiff offered, because Adam Schiff never had any proof of Trump collusion with Russia. We've got a whole bunch of emails right here, and these emails are damning. And the part that's damning, as you well know, it's never the crime. It's always the cover-up. <laughs> the White House keeps telling us that, what are you talking about? Joe Biden never knew about Hunter Biden's emails never to move out his businesses. He doesn't know he has a son named Hunter. Who's Hunter? Which I'm willing to believe Joe Biden sometimes may not believe. Oh, God, no, no, no. I did it and I meant it. The story here is, is that Hunter Biden is getting his father to write a college recommendation to a kid he never met. And the father of the kid happens to be connected to the three largest banks in China that gave $3 billion to a company that Hunter Biden possibly owned. Okay, That's much more than Adam Schiff ever had to work with. Fair, fair enough. And, and Republicans smell blood in the water, obviously. And, and hence what you were saying. Um, this was an interesting back and forth today about just the issue you were talking about. How close is Hunter to then private citizen Biden's business relationships. Take a listen. So there's evidence that the president at one point was office mates with Hunter and his brother Jim here in DC. It's not accurate. That is not accurate. So when Hunter Biden is emailing a landlord, uh, please have keys made available for new office mates, Joe Biden, Jill Biden, Jim Biden. That you're disputing. They were not office mates, no. They were not office mates, okay. Why not just say, I'm here to help. I, I helped my son in any way I could that was legal. I never did anything wrong. Hunter's problems are unfortunately his own. It, it, it is stunning. What, what Jen Psaki's defense is, is when you are caught by your girlfriend in bed with another woman and you say, wasn't me. No, that's, that's, that's the, the Jen Psaki no, no, that's, that's defense. The shaggy defense. No, it's a, it's a shaggy defense. What, what do, though, Republicans hope either to prove 
or what are they scared of? Is it that Hunter Biden got his dad to write college recommendations? Who cares? It's distasteful, but it's not illegal. Or is there something else? Well, I think that there's two arguments that, that we can get into. The first here is a duplicitousness of the entire Biden administration, that everything they said about this was a lie from the beginning. And it's also putting the mainstream press on trial because the New York Post had the emails, had the story, and it was Twitter famously that wouldn't allow the story to be shared. You had so-called experts saying this was Russian disinformation when it wasn't, if only because the New York Times and the Washington Post think because they verified it that it's true. It was true then. So this is a much larger story about a concept of trust. And when these news outlets scream and yell about conservatives, this and Republicans, that maybe you shouldn't trust them from the start. So that was my, my talk with Leland Vitter. I thought he asked at least a, go, a good, I shouldn't say at least. I thought he asked a good question at the end. What's the point of it all? And I had actually, uh, not thought about the second part until right there and then as I was doing the 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 response. But it, it kind of led me into hearing this about the Atlantic, about thinking that somehow and in some way the story of Hunter Biden's laptop isn't interesting and doesn't count and doesn't matter and it's not newsworthy. Of course it's newsworthy. And the proof that you shouldn't listen to somebody is them saying it's not newsworthy. For two years, they told us it was a lie. For two years, they told us it was Russian disinformation. For two years, they told you you were a conspiracy theorist. And now their papers, the New York Times and the Washington Post, said, oh, yeah, it's legitimate. It was legitimate then. It should have been a discussion then. There's a conversation here worthy of investigation about who knew what, when, where, why, and how. Hunter Biden has no skills. I don't have any uh, disagreement to the idea that you shouldn't mock a guy for his drug habit. But you think I'm going to somehow take it easy on Hunter Biden because he's he has a drug habit? Absolutely not. I'm going to discuss the fact that the guy has no skills whatsoever, no talents whatsoever. He has no decency whatsoever. And he's only made money on the on his father's last name his entire life. And every single one of these deals, it's obvious to anyone that they were built to give people access to Joe Biden. He was a conduit. That's all he was. It's all he'll ever be. The artwork is about his artwork? No, it's about being a conduit to to Joe Biden. That's it. That's the totality of the conversation. And that matters. Because who did get access to him? Who got access to him? And when you talk about stories that don't matter, This was Ann Applebaum there who was telling you the story doesn't matter in 2019. I'm getting tired of hearing about how corrupt Ukraine is. You know which country is corrupt? The United States. We have a president who is using the White House to make money. Presidential children are using their father's prestige to make money. She was talking about Trump. Somehow with Hunter, it doesn't matter. She 
She's quoting somebody else talking about Jared Kushner saying, with a number of representatives of the largest banks and businesses establishments of the United States, including Jared Kushner, the head of the Kushner companies. And she writes, this is why the president's son-in-law should be nowhere near the White House. But the Hunter Biden story to her is not interesting. I guess there was an, a story about Ivanka Time and Financial Times Weekend, and Ann Applebaum writes, what is this puff piece about Ivanka Trump doing on the cover of Financial Times Weekend magazine with zero investigation of her conflicts of interest? But Hunter Biden, that's not a story. Totally irrelevant, she called it. When these people tell you who they are, you should believe them. Who who said that when they tell you who you are, believe them? That wasn't Maya Angelou. It was Maya Angelou. When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Okay. I believe I know Hunter Biden, and I absolutely know Ann Applebaum. And I know the mainstream press, and that's why you shouldn't believe them. Because look at how she can complain all about the Trump years. And now, in the face of the overwhelming evidence, never mind the logical uh, conversations I brought to the table, she can tell you, I don't see anything there. And say it with a nose-in-the-air look. It is the shaggy defense. Who are you going to believe? Me or your lying eyes? Your eyes ain't lying, guys. There's something shady with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. I'm Tony Katz. So you have uh, the Senate that has voted to revoke Russia's trade status. And that certainly is going to further isolate the nation. We, we know this. Um, ending the normal trade relations with Russia, and it's going to ban the, ban the importation of its oil. I don't see how they're not going to move along with this. They're watching some of those, um, those, those photos coming out of, of, of Bucha. Uh, where people were were killed on the streets, just killed and thrown to shallow graves, hands tied behind their back, everything. I mean, just clearly assassinated. Men, women, children, um, people burned. I, I too, I just just so we're clear, when I first saw those images, I stopped and said, what is it that I'm looking at here? Do I understand it all? Is it accurate? Of course I did. 150% I did. We're, we are living in a world of very, very clear, very, very clear um, propaganda. What, what kind of person wouldn't be checking, double-checking, and rechecking this? Of course I did. Of course I checked it out. Of course I looked for anything that could have me asking questions about the legitimacy of it all. 
without question. Right now, I have no reason to doubt the legitimacy of the photos that I have been shown. None. None whatsoever. Uh, What's interesting is that this, I mean, and this is to me a a big deal, right? That, you know... um, to 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 end uh, the 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 trade, and you could argue, as Senator Ben Cardin, he's a Democrat from Maryland, is arguing, is that the trade's minimal. So the whole thing is much more about the show. I think they want the show. I think they want the show for the sake for the face saving uh, sake. Um, in 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 regards to to how it looks to to other NATO allies. But there's an interesting story that is breaking. Um, Sarah, who runs all our entire digital world, shared this with me. From Deborah Haynes, security and defense editor at Sky News. And Deborah Haynes reports, Russian President Vladimir Putin's spokesman says Russia has suffered, quote, significant, unquote, losses of troops in Ukraine and says, quote, it's a huge tragedy for us, unquote. He made the comments in an interview that will be on Sky News. That's, I mean, the fact that they would admit it, you know, you, you can ask yourself with Sky News, I mean, Sky News is, is huge, right? Uh, is Sky News just making that up? I don't think so. I got no reason to believe that. That is an absolutely massive story in that it's, it's if if they're saying it, I mean, they could be saying it like it was a huge tragedy for us that we suffered losses, right? As opposed to uh, it, it's it's you know a, a huge thing that that's that's causing us uh, a lot of uh, damage and and we're 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 kind of have to reassess the future of our military, right? To guess it depends on how you want to see that. It's just just to hear them talk about it. Honestly, break that down. That's that's something. That is something right there. So I wanted to make sure I I, I shared that. Have I shared the Chinese drone? Oh, I got to get into the whole conversation of the free speechers. Oh, the free speechers. Aren't they the worst kind of people? People who believe they should have the right to say what's on their mind, even if somebody else is offended by it. I know. I know how how rude. How despicable. We should we should really find some kind of cell for them, shouldn't we? No? Yes? Well, it's a story. And it's surreal. And I've got it for you. Coming up. Keep it right here. Facebook Tony Katz Radio on Rumble. Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Subscribe right now. Get all the videos. This is Tony Katz today. Let me uh, let me address this immigration issue because it's important, Sean. I have long believed that the Biden administration is more concerned about the uh, the best cordless 
three-in-one mop than they are about securing the border. Either one or two things are going on. Uh, either uh, the person that President Biden has put in charge of the border has the IQ of a sloth or the Biden administration believes in open borders. Senator Kennedy always makes me happy. Senator Kennedy always, 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 he never, ever disappoints. It's also very dangerous. We, we don't have the slightest idea who's coming into our country. But I don't think the Biden administration will change because uh, they prefer to bow to the wokers and open borders is part of the woker cupcake Bible. Uh, they on the wokers honestly believe that vetting people at the border is racist. They on- woker cupcake Bible. I don't. I mean, just. Does he spend time thinking about these things? Writes down all his best material? Oh, it's fantastic. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. I don't know if I have anything better than that. I, I really don't think uh, that I did. I think that was my, my best one of the day. But I do have more on this free speech conversation. Some interesting polling data. I don't know if I'm going to get to that. Let me share this. Ellen Pao, P-A-O, I believe that's how you uh, pronounce her last name. She was the former CEO of Reddit. And she has an issue with free speech. Not free speech. The people who believe in free speech. Uh, And it says at the end of the day, the free speechers really just want to be able to use racist slurs. And she claims that somebody, I guess, filled out a form to her uh, and it was all um, racist. She's Asian and it was all basically like this this attack on her for being Asian and uh, making fun of the way uh, stereotypically Asian people talk, etc. But her tweet was, at the end of the day, the free speechers really just want to be able to use racist slurs. And she continues by saying they really don't care about sharing new ideas or encouraging freedom other than the freedom to harass other people off the platform. So let's start with, with well, the place that we can start together. At the end of the day, the free speecher really just wants to be able to use a racist slur. Maybe. Maybe there are some people out there like that. Maybe some people want to use the screaming of free speech to keep other people from saying things they don't like. Which one's better? In every instance, and Ellen could not debate that. I, I, I would, would love for her to try. In every single instance, it is better that we have free speech and some people being nasty than not have free speech and having anybody not being able to speak their piece. We are always, as a society, better off with free speech. Anyone who says otherwise, that's the enemy. The enemy. Because how could they not be? How could they not be an enemy of free and thinking people? Of course they're the enemy. If you are one of the people who argues that free speech is the problem, that free speech is dangerous, that free speech uh, is, is ugly, I'll say to you, 
free speech can be dangerous and free speech can be ugly. But it's never the problem. It's the price you pay. It's the price you pay for a free society. If you don't want a free society, you get this. That is a drone reportedly from Shanghai. And it was posted, the video was posted to Weibo. That is the the Chinese Twitter. Alice Su explaining what this is. She is a senior China correspondent for The Economist, covering China and Taiwan, former Beijing bureau chief for the LA Times. She says that what's happening is that they've got massive lockdowns going on in China. Massive lockdowns because of COVID. I don't even know what variant. It doesn't matter. It's China. They'll lock you down for any reason whatsoever. There's not enough supplies. People aren't getting food. They can't leave their houses. So they're screaming out the windows. And they're singing out the windows. And what you heard there was a drone. Flying overhead. Lecturing to the people, please comply with COVID restrictions, as Alice Sue has transcribed. Control your soul's desire for freedom. Do not open the window or sing. In the world of Ellen Powell, you get the world of the Chinese Communist Party. Somebody writing to you and being racist is the price that is paid. Someone writing to me and calling me a dirty Jew is the price that is paid. People writing to me telling me I don't appreciate your opinion is the price that gets paid. People writing to me uh, uh, hoping uh, for uh, great pains to come my way is the price that gets paid. I'm not saying that happens a lot. I'm sorry it happens at all. But it is the price that is paid. The tree of liberty must be watered from time to time with the blood of tyrants and patriots. That's a line from Thomas Jefferson, and people quote it often. I've quoted it very, very often. It's actually part of of a, a talk that I'm giving this weekend. I'm going to be utilizing that line and, and, and discussing this. The blood uh, of patriot, uh, the, the tree of liberty must be watered from time to time with the blood of tyrants and patriots. Has anybody ever asked whether or not they meant bleeding, dying, death, destruction, physically? Or could the conversation be greater to the point of standing up, to the point of of, uh, speaking truth to power, to the point of accepting the reality that not everybody is kind, good, or decent, but it is better than the alternative because the alternative means I cannot speak freely. That in order to have a free nation, one must understand that it can be at times uncomfortable. And there are a lot of people out there, man, they don't like being uncomfortable know-how. How dare you make them uncomfortable? Your speech makes them uncomfortable. Who do you think you are? I must tell you how little I care if someone is made uncomfortable by my speech. Rather, I would care that they think that I have made a mistake in my analysis. I'm much more concerned about that. Much more concerned about that. 
And this brings us to the Butler Collegian, a newspaper that producer Ari proudly wrote at for how many years, producer Ari? Just one. Just one star-studded year. Were you the were you the key to the Butler Collegian? Were you the glue that kept it together? Uh yes, pretty much. Exactly that. I thought so. Butler University, Indianapolis, Indiana. And I think, uh, so I, I discussed this on my morning show, but I really did want to come back to it because there's so much to it. Uh, I, don't, I, I think someone sent it to me. Human rights are not up for discussion. That's the opinion piece from the opinion columnist. And I said, oh, is that right? Human rights are not up for discussion. Well, can we define what human rights are? I mean, I just want to take like 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 a second to blow this headline right out of the water. Human rights are not up for discussion. Agreed, it's an opinion piece. But just as as a, a rational bit of of conversation, can we define what the human rights are? Or do you get to decide what the human rights are? And if I disagree, well, that's not, that that's because I'm a bigot and it's not up for discussion. The headline is so suspect meaning false in this case, that, of course, the rest of the argument in the article cannot hold true, but let's find out. During winter break, I started seeing posts from an account that was at the time called Patriot-Bound Butler U. Espousing beliefs like abortion is murder, there are only two genders, all lives matter, and other Fox News-esque drivel. That's the first paragraph. Abortion is murder is Fox esque, Fox News esque drivel. Well, if abortion isn't murder, what is it? I mean, if you're going to argue that human rights are not up for discussion and then not understand uh, that the aborted fetus was a life that was taken, um, I, I again, man, bad headline. Bad first paragraph. Well, I guess the story is about this, this Instagram account, this social media account, Patriot-bound Butler RU, or Butler U., and, uh, you know, starting a club and the club has political beliefs that abortion is murder and guns don't kill people. People kill people. Animals are a great source of food. There are only two genders. Capitalism is the best way of promoting individual rights. Uh, just some of the things. Oh, a woman can only give birth. A woman can only compete in women's sporting teams and events. Pro-legal immigration. Uh, this is, uh, you know, um, some of the things that they believe. And the the author here thinks that this is um, pretty bad, pretty problematic, and does an interview um, about with, with one student who didn't like what they were seeing, so they were commenting on and criticizing the post, which is fine, and that got the student blocked by the person doing the post. Okay, it was a block. We we we've all done a, a block. That that's completely uh, fine. It it happens. And uh, despite their asinine rebrand, this person writes over at the Butler Collegian, this college newspaper, the content of the account, they've changed uh, names of their uh, Twitter account or their social media account. The content of the account has stayed the same. A recent post about protecting women's sports is predictably, predictably transphobic and particularly vile. 
Posts like this go beyond the realm of idiotic, but harmless, but of idiotic but harmless to straight up hate speech. Let's be clear: trans women are women, and trans women are not dangerous. Well, you told me that human rights are 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 not up for discussion. What about the rights of women in sports? Actual women in sports, because women are not men, and men are not women. I mean, I think it's important to recognize that women exist. They were born that way. They are that way. They are women. They should be respected. The the piece uh, continues. And that says, disagreeing with one another is all well and good until we begin to put human rights up for debate. Hate speech like the transphobic venom, proud America, this this group of people, disgorges, puts a person's fundamental human rights into question, and that is not fine. As a matter of fact, uh, it is because there's no such thing as hate speech. Wait till you learn this. People having a point of view is the price that we pay for a civil society. But look at how far you're willing to go based on your emotions, not based on anything factual, not based on anything uh, codified, not based on the Constitution, not based on the writings of, not based on the theory of, not based on the platform of. Nothing more than your emotions, dear author. Do you believe that you know what human rights are? Do you know what's best and everybody else should not be allowed to speak? What makes you any difference than Ellen Pao or the drone in China? And the piece goes on, upset with Trump, upset with some of this group's uh, other, other posts and, and things uh, like that. Um, it, it, it ends uh, by, by saying, um, while proud America, the people who post this thing, may have a small presence on campus, the content that it posts and the values that it stands for are deeply problematic. Therefore, it warrants our attention and condemnation. We need to be wary of this brand of thoughtless hate and nationalism on our campus so we can stop it before it grows any larger. In the meantime, if you disagree with white supremacy, transphobia, nationalism, and misogyny, report them on Instagram. So you want them not to be able to speak. I would just argue you would block the, the, the account and not look at their stuff. Just like if you don't like what I have to say on radio, you would change the station. The only thing I got from this is, is, is twofold. I think that the Butler Collegian, uh, I should only hope, has better conversations happening on it than this one. I have no problem with them posting this. I only hope they have better conversations. And and, and number two, uh, based on this article, I'm not so pressed, impressed with their journalism department. But it's an opinion piece, not actually a journalism piece. But you get the idea of how scared people are of free speech and how not without any rational thought, but with all, all emotion, they've decided what is and isn't acceptable. Yeah, I don't think that's acceptable at all. I'm Tony Katz.